Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello. Welcome to Jules Says. I'm Jules. <sighs> There's a... Uh... There's been a lot of talk in the news lately about affordable housing, how to solve the housing crisis, homelessness, substandard housing, ridiculous real estate prices, interest rates, all of which are very important pressing concerns. But a part of that narrative seems to be evil, wealthy landlords gouging tenants. Are landlords really gouging tenants? I'm sure some are. Maybe those corporate landlords who buy up huge amounts of property and, and I don't know, maybe, maybe slumlords, as we call landlords who don't properly maintain their properties. But it isn't entirely black and white, rich versus poor, good versus evil. In a perfect world, everyone would do the right thing and play fair, or at least try to play fair. But since human beings are flawed, and some people cheat and gouge if they can get away with it, we need laws to protect both tenants and landlords. Pesky, annoying laws. And sadly, the application of those laws is challenging, and the organizations are probably understaffed like everyone else seems to be. Because as with all businesses I've had experience with, they're probably in chaos. Government does not have a monopoly on chaotic mismanagement. But that's another topic. I do think that renters have legitimate concerns, though. Rental costs are very high. I honestly, I don't know how people can afford to rent. There are a lot of people living on minimum wage. When we heard about the school worker strike recently, some of these people were making under $40,000 a year. I don't know how you pay rent and eat and live your life on under $40,000 a year. But anyway, people must be doing it. And I don't blame them for complaining. And I get it. Rent is high, but buying and maintaining a home or a rental property is no day at the beach either, no matter what a real estate agent tells you. I suppose it can be lucrative. I've heard people say you just get rich while you sleep, but that certainly isn't always the case. My parents were in the property management business for years, so I'm pretty sure they had seen 
pretty much everything. My mother, Dorothy, used to be amazed at how some beautiful young women, for example, they would step out looking gleamingly, gorgeously fashionable. But when they moved out of their apartment, the pizza boxes and cockroaches were astonishing. Or people would paint their walls black, even when the lease clearly said they weren't allowed to paint. We're not trying to be mean by not letting you paint. It's because people ruin stuff and cause a lot of cost and work, trying to cover it when you leave. Not everybody loves black walls. Sometimes animal waste would have permeated carpets so badly that subfloors had to be replaced. Angry men would punch holes in walls. You can complain about how emotional women are all you want. Women do not have a monopoly on emotions. Men have emotions too. It's just that anger seems to be more socially acceptable, which, uh, you know, I've talked about that before. Doesn't make sense. The issues my parents had with their tenants, I could go on forever. But they didn't own these apartment buildings. They managed buildings for other people who owned them. They even had a superintendent who was caught using his master key to enter people's apartments and steal. Even though he was caught, charged, and convicted, he actually had the audacity to sue my parents for unlawful dismissal. Talk about cheating and thinking you should be able to get away with it. This is why we have to have those annoying laws. This guy ended up losing, but you know, you're not getting your legal fees reimbursed from that guy. You're not getting the time you wasted going to court back or having the meetings with lawyers. You're not getting any of that back. And some people just assume you'll settle because it's not worth the hassle. But not Dorothy. Mm -mm -mm. She was not going to settle for that. I really admire my mom. So you see, I'm all for a regulation-free libertarian society. It would be great if we didn't have to have laws and rules, because the rules are a pain in the butt. But people have to stop cheating before we can do that. In the meantime, it would also be nice if the people inside the systems running the show wouldn't also cheat, but that's a whole other topic. When my father Ted passed away, though, he had a small one-bedroom condominium that we planned to sell. He had owned it for a few years before he passed away, maybe almost 20 years, and he had said that the tenant was the best tenant he had ever had, and that was out of hundreds of tenants in multiple buildings. John always paid his rent on time. He was quiet. He never caused problems. But none of my siblings nor I had any interest in being a landlord, so the plan was to just sell it when we settled the estate. I spoke with John on the phone one day because I had to arrange an inspection, and he said to me, Why don't you just keep it? I'll be here until I die. You can sell it then. I thought, oh my, he is a nice guy. Like, I kind of, I mean, we might sell it, and and the people don't choose to move in. They choose to let him stay, but we couldn't guarantee that. So I discussed it with one of my brothers. Julie, it's business. We have to sell we have to sell. And I knew he was right. But after my brother went to meet John to take a look at the apartment with his real estate agent, because we needed to do an inspection to see how much we should list it for, he called me, Julie, we can't sell that condo. You're going to have to buy it. Oh, okay. 
my share of the equity from the estate was the down payment, and I was able to qualify for the mortgage, so I bought it. And Ted was right about John. You know, why would I want to move out of here? I got my own place here, and I got underground parking for my Cadillac. I can go away with my girlfriend whenever I want without worrying. I probably, I probably have a good 10 years left. So I was convinced. Oh, John. John was a chatter. I would go over to pick up his post-dated checks once a year and get the lowdown on what was going on with him. He only called me if something was broken. One time I got a call, and it was just, fridge broke. And then he hung up. I did have to replace his fridge in a hurry that time. And on a couple of occasions, he did call to complain about other noisy tenants. And I knew it had to be bad if he was actually complaining, because he was not a complainer. So I let the new property managers know and the superintendent, but I don't think anyone was... I don't think anyone was able to actually do anything about it until those people moved out. But Ted was right. John was a very low-maintenance tenant. And I didn't raise his rent every year. I just thought, a tenant who pays regularly and isn't a problem is worth his weight in gold. And he was just this old man, you know, living on his own. But I'll tell you, not raising the rent was my first big mistake. Because in Ontario, the Landlord-Tenant Board sets an annual percentage that you are allowed to raise your rent by. So you can't go over if you find out you're behind. And I thought, since he was such a great tenant, I shouldn't do that to him. After all, I didn't buy the condo to make a profit. All I cared about was just covering my costs. The thing I didn't consider was that my costs kept going up. Property taxes go up all the time. Probably, well, property taxes go up every year. Condo fees go up. Then they have special assessments. After a couple of years, the special assessments started in addition to the condo fees. Those are the extra fees you're charged to cover unexpected or insufficiently budgeted costs. Maybe there's an issue the condo board couldn't have been expected to anticipate, Or maybe the board just kept the monthly fees low and didn't forecast some of the long-term maintenance costs. I'm not saying it's negligent. I'm just saying for the tenants, it can be a problem. For the owners, it can be a problem. Either way, these special assessments do have to be paid, whether you have the money or not. And of course, now we're seeing mortgage interest rates suddenly jump. That didn't happen to me at the time. But my God, it's, it's a problem for landlords. And it all adds up. And if you're limited to a 1.5% or 2% increase every year by the Ontario Landlord-Tenant Board, you can't necessarily catch up. So over time, I did kind of slip behind a bit. Oh, but the other thing is, you have to pay income tax on the rental income, even though, because it's going toward your, your mortgage payments, you may not be seeing a net positive cash flow. So I should have just raised the rent every year according to the levels I was allowed. I wouldn't have been gouging him. It would have been the logical, reasonable thing to do. So yeah, I didn't. I eventually got behind, and then I had to start raising his rent. 
And I felt so terrible telling him the rent was being raised, even though it was a very small percentage because the board doesn't allow you to jack it up by an enormous amount. But still, as John got older, he asked me, what, what, what are you going to do? Like, do, I, do I have to give 60 days notice if I die? Will I have to pay out the whole year's lease? And I'm like, no, of course not. I wasn't even making him sign a lease every year. As far as I'm concerned, he was trustworthy paying. I I never looked at the lease. I just, I didn't even look at it. As far as I'm concerned, I just inherited the lease and I left it at that. The other thing I did every year was I asked if I could please arrange to come in and fix some things up that he hadn't complained about but that I could see were not in good shape. Everything about this place was original from, I think the building was built in the 1970s. It needed paint. There were dry, there had been drywall repairs in the bathroom where it had been, it didn't even look like drywall. It looked like someone just kind of slapped a, a bucket of drywall compound on it to patch it up from a water leak from the unit above years earlier. Before I bought it, the carpet was looking threadbare. The kitchen cupboards and bathroom vanity were looking very worn and shabby. They weren't high-end to begin with. They were made of some kind of particle board melamine thing. Please, John, I asked him, please just let me get that drywall properly repaired and paint the place. It'd freshen it up. I can do it sometime when you're away with your girlfriend. No, he insisted. What do, what, what, what do I want? What do I want you to do that for? I'm, I'm comfortable the way it is. It's fine. It's fine. It's easier for me if you just leave it. I, I don't even go away that much anymore. You can fix all of that up when I'm gone. Oh, God. I just like to go. I, I just go over to my girlfriend's place. I, I, I cut her lawn and help her out over there. She's a spoiled little pup, he told me. I remember him saying spoiled little pup because I thought pup was such an interesting choice of pet name. They seemed to have a good thing going. He had his space, she had hers, and they had their trips together and spent time at her place. I think a lot of marriages and partnerships would work out better if we kept our own little apartment sometimes. But, you know, financially, that never seems to be really feasible. And I assume she didn't really bother coming over to his apartment. I really, I suspect that's why he didn't care so much about the condition. I'm pretty sure his girlfriend might not have liked it the way it was. But, it, I mean, it wasn't dirty. It just really needed to be kept up. These things need maintenance. But, of course, eventually his health started to deteriorate. Of course, he was an old man when I bought the place, quite a bit older than Ted, who was 70 when he passed away, which is very young. I'm not that far away from 70. <laughs> but I joked with John that he promised me 10 years. You promised me 10 years, John. But he was far surpassing his promise. On one annual visit, he let me know his girlfriend had passed away. That must have been really hard for him. His face had always lit up whenever he talked about her. And his health kept declining. By then, he was using a walker to get around. One year, he told me he had bugs in the kitchen. Could I check and do something about the bugs? So I checked. Swarms of fruit flies. Swarms. 
And, you know, they can be like a little cloud. Do you have someone come in and clean for you, John? I could find someone if you don't. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, I have this lady. She comes in and she she takes care of everything for me. Well, John, I'll clean the sink out and take out the garbage, but maybe you should let your cleaner know to keep on top of the garbage and wet cloths and the food waste because the fruit flies love this. You're just never going to get rid of them as long as you have food and wet cloths sitting here at the sink and around the garbage. Whoever's cleaner was was not doing a very good job. But by this time, I mean, I was living in Toronto. It's not like I have a bunch of cleaners at my disposal, and he didn't want me to recommend anyone anyway. Not long before Christmas one year, I got an email from the property manager letting me know that John had been in the hospital for several weeks. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. His car registration had expired, and the property manager said they could not allow a car to be on the premises without proof of insurance. The email then went on to say that they thought he might not be coming back and there was a bad smell coming from his unit. Okay, it was a short email, but in my mind, there are a few things wrong with that. I could not believe that they knew about this for weeks, and they finally let me know, not because they were concerned about John, oh no, but because they had a potential insurance issue with the car, and the unit smelled bad. So I asked the property manager if they could recommend any cleaning people. Like I said, I was living and working in Toronto at the time. And did they know what hospital he was in? Because I didn't have an emergency contact for him, which, in retrospect, was another mistake I made. The lease was original and ancient. He probably signed it in the 70s. And clearly, his cleaner was no longer showing up. I have no idea how long he'd been in the hospital, But surprise, surprise, they couldn't recommend anyone who would be available to clean on short notice. (sighs) Really? I was not in a position to drop everything to go clean his apartment. So I started making phone calls of friends and people in Sarnia just to try to get someone who could take a day or an afternoon or whatever it took to clean this place. When they responded to me, they at least cc'd the superintendent on the email in case he knew of anyone who could clean. How does a property manager not have any contacts for services? Like, come on. I can tell you, Dorothy certainly would have been able to come up with someone. 
I'm sorry. If you're managing properties, you should at least be able to say, oh, I have these people who I trust, who who I recommend you hire. Anyway, they didn't do that. So then I heard back from Randy, the superintendent. John, apparently, had been admitted to the hospital maybe about a month before I got the email when Randy, the superintendent, called 911. Apparently, someone had been trying to get John to move into a nursing home with no luck. Don't know who. Randy went on to tell me that the police had brought him home the previous August, months ago, due to erratic driving, and reported him to the government due to his health issues. He wasn't well enough to be driving safely. So here it is, December. The super was fully aware of all this. But did anyone do anything concrete about it? No, not until his vehicle license expired and the unit smelled. Anyway, I mean, I know it's not the superintendent's responsibility, but as a human being, they didn't care until all of a sudden their liability was at stake. Anyway, proactive service there. So glad I'd been paying the property management fees for all those years. John's original lease, it turned out, Randy found it, thankfully, and his son was listed as the emergency contact. Fabulous. So I called his son, Barry, who lives several hours out of town. I think he doesn't live too far from Toronto. Barry's wife answered and told me they had no idea John was in the hospital. Okay, so the superintendent had this contact information. It didn't occur to anyone to check for that or call Barry. They just call me. I don't know. Why didn't someone, the cleaning lady, someone, let John's son know in August when he lost his license and there were health concerns? I don't know. It didn't happen anyway. But you know, a lot of people aren't problem solvers. I arranged for Randy to let Barry into the unit so he could look for a will, a power of attorney, or any documentation, something. Thankfully, Barry was able to visit his father. I have no idea why they had not been in touch. Maybe they had a falling out. But I do know that even if your relationship with a loved one is difficult or fractured, it doesn't mean their death is fun for you. I think there's value in at least getting whatever closure you can before it's too late. But what do I know? I'm not an expert on anything. So John, my tenant, told Barry his plan was to give his car to some woman who was apparently his caregiver and who happened to be the daughter of John's late girlfriend. This woman was an extremely shitty caregiver, if you ask me. She could have at least arranged to clean that apartment so that it didn't stink. She told Barry's wife that she was quite upset that I had contacted him. And, I heard later, at some point during all of this brouhaha, this woman apparently called the police on John's son. I think she may have thought the son had broken into the apartment. Maybe in her mind he was trespassing. I don't know. But she wasn't going in and cleaning it. 
It turned out that John's power of attorney was TD Canada Trust, one of the big five Canadian bank-slash-trust companies, and this woman had been in discussion with them about removing his furniture from the apartment because he wasn't likely to be going back home. And they expected that would happen in January. Great, at least we have some progress. But how about cleaning out the stinking garbage as step one? You know, you're like, anyway, it's hard for me not to go on about it. I figured by this point that the daughter's caregiving role was more self-serving than caring. I told Barry that since he was the emergency contact that we had on record, I had no intention of giving anyone else access, including this stepdaughter, whoever she was, without proof of a power of attorney or a will or something. As far as I could tell, she had no legal right to any of his anything. In the meantime, I managed to find a cleaner to deal with the garbage and the rotting food. Thank you, Terry, for finding that cleaner for me. And the super took the access card away from the woman the next time she showed up. You know what? If she had come and cleaned, I would have had a lot more trust in her. Barry arranged to go back to Sarnia to see his father, who by this time was out of the hospital and in a nursing home. And, by the way, he was happy in the nursing home. I think he realized once he was there that it was really nice to have everything cleaned for him, have decent food. Everything was just taken care of. And apparently, John confirmed to Barry that he had not, in fact, agreed to any legal status for his girlfriend's daughter. He had just told her that she could have the car, which she still had not taken. And Barry was prepared to hand the car over. But he wasn't going to move the car himself without legal permission. So I let the property manager know because they're just worried about their insurance. Then... This Kathy person from TD Canada Trust gave the property manager a move date at the end of the week with three days' notice or something. When I finally got in touch with her, Kathy also told me that she works for the division that handles high net worth clients. John was a high net worth client? (laughs) Who knew? You hear so often about wealthy people who live extremely frugally, and apparently John was one of those people. I had to laugh about that. No wonder all the drama over his power of attorney and will. There was something to be gained there. So the building requires, and it's a building rule, they require a $200 deposit to move in or out in case the elevator or hall walls are damaged. And the bank did not have a process to give them the $200 deposit on short notice. Would I pay it? And the superintendent can't take a credit card. So I ended up paying the deposit, which wasn't a problem. I got it back after the move. But oh my God, you're a bank. Figure it out. In the meantime, John's January rent check bounced. They had put a stop payment on their high net worth clients' $595 a month rent, which meant I didn't have the cash flow available for my mortgage payment, my condo fees, or my property taxes, but whatever. This was before his stuff had been moved out, too, before his car had been moved out. I let the trustee know 
Kathy, very nicely, I said, I think this may have been an oversight since nothing had actually been moved out of the apartment. Anyway, they arranged to send me a check and rescheduled the move date because people weren't available, blah, 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 blah. Chaos, I tell you, over one person's apartment. Chaos. About a week later, I got an email from Barry. I'm going to read this. Not sure if you knew that my father passed away on January 12th. I would like to thank you very much for letting me know that my father was in the hospital as the people that were looking after his affairs would never have let me know. I had the chance to visit with him and spend time talking with him several times before he passed away. Due to the pushback and arrogance of the power of attorneys and lawyer, I'm having my brother-in-law, who is a law professor and very well established in the legal community in Toronto, look into my father's estate. Booyah! I hope that went well for you, Barry. I never heard from him after, but I hope it went well. So, John had promised me 10 years, and he lasted 18. I never did earn enough rent monthly to give me a positive cash flow, but the unit did increase in value somewhat, and I paid down the mortgage with the rent payments, so that was good. But when it was vacant, it wasn't really saleable or rentable. There were other units similar to mine already listed, and they'd been on the market for a while. The market in Sarnia wasn't super hot then. And my unit was in worse shape than any of the others. I never wanted to be a landlord anyway, and without updating it, I never would have been able to attract a good tenant or sell it for a reasonable price. So I decided, okay, now I have to renovate and sell. Now, I am no stranger to renovations, and by this time, Abe and I had done our renovations on our own house in Toronto. But with Abe and I both working and living more than three hours away, I really needed to hire some help. I haven't worked with a lot of contractors because Abe and I, you know, we have trust issues, and we try to do as much as possible ourselves. The other problem is when you've done the work yourself, and you get a quote from a contractor, you know how much they're marking up materials, and you're kind of going, really? Is your labor really worth that much? Like, anyway, this is a problem we have. But the contractor I got for this renovation in Sarnia was the tits. This quote was detailed, so I knew exactly what I would pay for materials and labor. Some of the subcontractors in the quote, such as the flooring, were way too expensive, so Abe and I did the flooring ourselves one weekend with help from our friends Bernie and Robin. Robin's my sister wife. And the contractor didn't quibble about us buying all of our materials from his people or making sure that his people did everything. There were certain things he wanted to make sure, like he wanted to make sure that the electrician he used and had a relationship with and he knew would show up on time was the one he wanted to use. So for stuff like that, I absolutely get it. But we did the flooring and most everything's done anyway by the time you do that. So ideal. He worked with us on all that. I loved the flexibility. And the electrical panel even had to be updated. One of the walls removed to open it up. And any time this contractor had another emergency and had to switch dates of any of the workers, they let me know and rescheduled quickly. 
I never had an issue with someone just not showing up. I never had an issue with a delay with no explanation or follow-up. It never happened. These guys were the greatest. And any additional charges, and there were some, but they were very clearly documented. So I could see clearly that these were, in fact, items that were missed from the original quote. You're always going to miss something, but the detail and the transparency to me is very important. One of their guys accidentally started a fire with some cardboard from packaging from something in the parking garage and was caught on video. The property manager called me, hey, guys, starting a fire. Anyway, he was a new guy, young. He put the fire out quickly and he took responsibility. These guys were all great. After all that, I ended up earning a little bit of a capital gain. And by the time I paid the taxes, I would say it wasn't worth it in the end. I definitely did not get rich in my sleep. Unlike John, apparently. If you have anything you'd like to share or ask, you can email me at jewelsays at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and have a great week. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.